welcome to Embrace Live Thrive, a podcast to encourage women that depression and anxiety are not normal parts of motherhood. To realize that taking care of yourself is important and you, mom, are worthy of care, and that is the best way to care for your family. Join me as we talk through issues in mental, social, nutritional, physical health, and so much more. Now is the time to start talking and admit that motherhood is the hardest thing we have ever done, but also the most rewarding. I hope you were able to listen as I tell you that it is okay to not be okay, but what is not okay is to stay there. I hope to equip you with tools, tips, resources to help get you through some of life's most exhausting moments. And at the end of the day, realize that you are the best mom out there for your family. Hey guys, it's Dr. Sarah Meyer, and today is such an upbeat, fun conversation. Dina Wolf is a holistic nurse and owner of Holistic Dina. She was inspired to become a nurse almost 20 years ago to help people, but felt very limited by her system, and often she was just focusing on symptom modification and not really being able to help individuals heal. It was actually through her mother's health journey that she was inspired by this holistic mindset to healing. And once she saw the impact of good nutrition and supplementation, she was hooked. Dina uses a system referred to as biocommunication that looks at deficiencies, toxicities, and food sensitivities. It provides her clients with real-time data on how to start making effective changes to improve their health outcomes. She finds that most of her clients begin seeing improvements within 24 hours, but generally take a little bit longer to really get comfortable with their new normal with food and supplementation. Side note, Embrace Live Thrive has a lot of great educational opportunities heading your way. Please be sure to check out the website www.embracelivethrive.com to keep on top of all of the exciting things going on, but also check out our support page for ways to contribute to our mission. Dina is such a joy and positive force. You're going to love her and want to know more about her. Please listen, like, and share with all of your friends who are looking to start their own holistic healing journey. Let's listen in. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening in today. We have a really fun interview for you. I think you're really going to be interested in the topic that Dina is talking about today. I got introduced through her through various networking and connections And I think she is a pretty phenomenal gal who does some pretty phenomenal things. So I'm going to let her introduce herself. So Dina, you take a second and introduce yourself and what you do, because you can explain it way better than what I can. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for allowing me to be on here and just share. I am Dina Wolf. I am a holistic nurse. I've been a nurse for about 20 years Mm -hmm. and quickly realized like, you know, we don't really heal people anymore. We kind of just symptom manage. And sometimes that can be really frustrating. So my love for people was very hindered by what I was being asked to do in the hospital. So transferred over and kind of went a different route. Now I really feel like what I do is making a difference, which Mm -hmm. is what I got in nursing (laughs) in the first place for. And uh, I am a a wife and a a mom as well, and uh, have been married for almost 25 years. And I have two grown daughters. One's almost grown. She's 16. She'll be 17 this year. And I think she's uh, grown probably. (laughs) She's pretty grown. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and I own Holistic Dina, mm-hmm. okay. and mm-hmm. 
And okay. I help people heal their health naturally is really okay. what I focus on. And we'll talk more in Tony and what she offers through her nursing here in a second. Let's start at the beginning of your motherhood journey. Tell us about how you feel like being a mother has shaped who you are and how you serve today. Yeah. I mean, the, one of the reasons that I chose nursing was because I could really work a couple days a week. I always worked part-time because yeah. being you know, a mom was a very important role to me. I feel like it's really one of the most important roles that we have as a woman. We cast vision, we shape our children, we shape their youth, their futures. I really feel like there's so much to be said for that. Uh-huh. And I personally wanted better for my kids, you know, my next generation than what I had. Yeah. And I, I felt like I could shape my children for success. Right. As, as my mom shaped me, which she, she wanted better for us than what she had and what she did. And so, you know, you pass down those skills as much as you possibly can, trying to shield them from as much trial and error as you possibly can. But of course, you know, you want them to learn their lessons too, whatever God shaped them for. Right. You kind of got this like nice little fine line of balance. Oh, absolutely. You let them fall a little bit, but you also can kind of help them get back up. Yeah. So they they fall in a safe space. And and that's what I talk to mamas about is understanding that your children have to struggle. They have to understand how to develop hope and resiliency and all those things. So if you don't ever allow them to struggle, they're going to enter adulthood, not knowing how to deal with hard, hard things. And we live in a hard world. I think that is such an important point that you make of letting them struggle. But in the same sense, you know, they're in a safe space that when they need help, we're still there. Absolutely. I have a great example of that. So my, my kids are homeschooled kids Mm -hmm. and now they're out working in the real world. Well, they didn't get the high school years Mm -hmm. that we probably got, you know, with all yeah. the drama and all the different personalities and yeah. dealing with gossip and, you know, all that crazy chaos. And now they're kind of like thrown into it. And every day they come home and they're like, this is the situation that I had. Now, how can I do this better? Right. What could I have done differently? And I love those little learning uh-huh. moments where you can, they're, they're listening, they're hungry for the advice and they're being shapen. Right. And it, it makes all the difference for yeah. the human that they are going to become. Uh-huh. There's something else I really loved that you said repetitively that I'm sure you don't even say it intentionally now, but it wasn't at some point had to be intentional when you talked about motherhood as a role moms, it's very easy to fall into motherhood and taking that on as our identity. Mm-hmm. That's who we are. But in reality, it, it it's a role. It's one of the most important, valuable, fulfilling roles that we will do in our lifetime, but it's still only a part of who we are. It's not who we are. So I really appreciated you, that distinction of those differences. It's it's really important. It really is. Okay. Let's transition. You got frustrated with the model of traditional nursing. How did you get interested in moving towards this more holistic approach and ultimately holistic nursing? I'm a, I'm a very observant person. So I kind of took a look at what older nurses, the the ones that have been there for a long time, Uh not so much like per se, like they're old, but they're the ones that had been on the job for several Mm -hmm. years, their attitude, how their bodies were functioning, what they were griping about, what they still loved about it. And it, it wasn't much that they loved about it. Yeah. And they were, they were broken and bitter. 
Yeah. And I was just like, this is my life. This yeah. is, this is what I, the road that I've chosen. What am I going to do? Like, am, am I going to be able to handle this for, you know, 40 years? Yeah. Anyway, and, you know, at the time too, I, I realized, you know, we create a lot of frustration within the healthcare system mm-hmm. and, at the time, my mom, you know, she, I had kind of always like dabbled in holistic. Like I've never one to take a Tylenol. I don't even take a Tylenol for my headache. Like right. I've just always been that person. I'll drink water, I'll stretch, you know, I'll do whatever I can to not have to take something right. synthetic. So that's just kind of always been me. Right. But um, my mom at about 58 years old, she was on 12 different medications. She had rheumatoid arthritis, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, hypothyroid, plantar fasciitis. She was pre-diabetic diabetes in my family on both sides. And I was like, oh my gosh, what, what are we going to do with you? She was passing out from her blood pressure meds. She was getting anaphylaxis from her allergy shots. And I was just like, mom, we can't have you driving. Like we've got to find an alternative for you. And so that kind of spiraled into let's find out what foods you don't do well with. Cause we, we got to find your deficiencies, your toxicities, yeah. what food. And so we were kind of, this was 10, 12 years ago. This wow. was, you know, yeah. a while ago. we were very, you know, before our time with yeah. finding food sensitivities and now food sensitivities is a big, big deal now, It is. but we found she had a wheat sensitivity mm-hmm. and she traced that all the way back. She goes, you know, honestly, I've probably had this leaky gut thing going on since I was in my twenties, Yeah, you know, 18, 20 years and nobody could figure it out. And right. they just keep adding the meds and she gets sicker and sicker and mm-hmm. reacting to the meds anyway. So I met a naturopath. The naturopath is the one that found the food sensitivity and then pivoted. She, she was in a role where she was really busy. She's like, Hey, can you come with me? I'm wanting to heal some people. Let's do it together. You've got your medical background. I've got the holistic background. Let's change some lives together. I'm like, all right, right. cool. So she told, she taught me how to use the tool. It's a biocommunication tool Uh and it looks for deficiencies, toxicities, food sensitivities. Within three weeks, my mom was feeling better and came off of majority of her meds. Within three months, she dropped 67 pounds. Like she had always been overweight and never been able to lose a pound. It was Mm -hmm. crazy. And all from good nutrition. Yeah. Ditching, ditching the food that was causing all her inflammation Mm -hmm. and adding water and things that matter that kind of pivoted me. I'm like, there's something to this. Yeah. And then with the naturopath, we I'd go with her for all these events and stuff. And it was just like, we'd have all these success stories and it was just Uh like, wow, this is so much more fulfilling. Yeah. (laughs) And it it almost sounds cliched, but that's one of the reasons I went into physical therapy is I, I saw this opportunity to help people who were injured or hurt, get back to doing activities and whether that's an activity of life, meaning going up and down stairs or whether that's a sport activity, but having the tools and the opportunity to help people do what they love to do was so rewarding and fulfilling and still is. It's just, if taking your word pivoted a little bit of, of how I'm doing it currently, Mm -hmm. tell us more specifically about your screens. Like what are they? How does it work? Most of the people that I help are, they're frustrated. Maybe they've gone to the doctor a few times and they end up with more questions than answers. Mm-hmm. Maybe the doctor tells them they're crazy. None of the tests have come out positive. Those are, those are the people that I really focus on helping because I really do feel like 
you are the one that knows your body best. Absolutely. And you intuitively know that you're not functioning at your tip top level. And maybe it's kind of gone on for a little bit and now you're just fed up with it and you know that you could function better. Those are the people that I really focus on helping. Um, and and I, I like to say to you, do not let anyone ever tell you anything different because you know your body best. Absolutely. Down. Absolutely. You know, and so what it looks like is if somebody was to come to me, we would set up a couple of different meetings. We, the first one, we gather information. Mm-hmm. I use the tool to find out the deficiencies and the toxicities. Mm-hmm. We go over their foods right then and there. It takes about eight minutes to gather uh, the food sensitivity test. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two reports, 482 different foods, like wow. most commonly eaten American diet foods. Yeah, And so, you know, right then and there. I could be eating this and this is going to give me some powerful benefits and help my body heal, repair, rebuild, restore Uh something. And if I eat this over here on this list, it's going to help. It's going to like work on like breaking things down and causing inflammation in my body. And then there's some foods that are like neutral. They don't do either harmful or helpful. They kind of just are filler foods is what we call them. And so we figure out what all those are. And that's that first hour that we meet. And then I set up another meeting because I do your deficiencies and toxicities and that one I, I need to analyze. So I take into consideration the meds that you're on, any other supplements. Did you get labs done recently? Can I compare them? Those kinds of things. And that one we sit down over Zoom, I record it. And that way you have it for future right. reference. If you ever want to go back, that's a know, lot of information. Distracted. Yeah. <laughs> What did she say? And uh, that's about another hour. So you get two full one hour sessions with me in consultation. We go over the reports Mm -hmm. and then also I follow up with you weekly to make sure that you're doing okay. If you need any course correction, that's all included as well. Mm -hmm. So all said and done, how about how long is a process? If they come to see you and we do the screen and we work on some of that, how long of a process is it one to see change? but two to settle into what their new nutrition looks like. I try to meet them where they are and everybody's different. Some people are very detail oriented and they love to cook. And for those people, it's a lot easier to make changes, Mm -hmm. but also you're not someone who likes to cook. I'm I'm a real person too. Like I know you're never going to be a hundred percent on board with whatever I tell you to do. And I am okay with that, but I'm like, Hey, look, if we can settle at like 60 to 80%, you're still going to feel better. And most of my clients feel better within 48 hours of implementing whatever it is that I tell them to implement. Right. So the quicker that they jump on board and start executing the changes, the, the better they feel, the more quickly they feel better. Yeah. And then you see them over a timeline of, is it usually months? Is it weeks? We, we do the two initial about whatever the first day is. And then about a week later, uh-huh. and then monthly we check in. And okay. then I say like, you know, in three to six months, if you feel like you've got some other stuff happening and you're not to where you want to be, then let's set up another scan uh, mm-hmm. within three to six months. And we'll make a course correction at that point. Um, And then I do offer packages. So if somebody wanted to do the scan and all of the workup, like every 30 Uh days, you can do that as well. So it kind of just depends on what it is and how, how bad they feel. Yeah. What they're working on, um, how quickly they're implementing and and how good they're feeling right after majority Mm -hmm. of the time, I'm going to tell you 
they forget that they even need me. <laughs> They're like, I'm good. I'm feeling great. I don't need you awesome. anymore. I'm smooth sailing. Usually that's what happens. What are maybe three to five of the top irritants that you see as far as from a food perspective that people need to pull from their diet? Wheat, mm-hmm. corn, and soy. Okay. So y'all, wheat is gluten. Mm-hmm. So if you hear the word gluten-free or gluten-sensitive, that's what she's talking about when she means wheat. I think you would be shocked how much corn and soy are in our everyday products. Pretty much any salad dressing, if you're not looking at it, has soy in it. A lot of just our everyday convenience food has soy as well. Uh, I can't remember what kid food something I was looking at that had soy in it. And I was like, what is happening? Like why of all things, why is there soy in this? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and you know, soy is, soy is hard on the young kids. Uh-huh. It changes their hormones mm-hmm. and how their hormones express a lot of times. You know, mm-hmm. So you, it's one of those foods that you feel like is in a lot of things. I uh-huh. do, I do feel like Soy and wheat elimination is a little bit easier than corn elimination uh-huh. because corn's not shown. Like you turn a package over now and you read it and it'll say contains wheat or, can, you know, it does. Yes. Or contains soy, uh-huh. but you don't see that contains corn and yes. corn's got all kinds of different names. It's in chicken nuggets. It's in our ketchup. It's, it's in our bottled water. It's in all kinds of different things that we utilize on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. My corn sensitive friends have the hardest time with eliminating corn. Cause you actually have to really, gotta really take read more list. understanding of what it's called and what the different terminology yeah. is. Yep. Yeah. So interesting. What are a couple of your favorite success stories that you've had with working with clients? Yeah. My, my mom, oh my goodness. Uh-huh. My mom's done a complete 180. Um, she doesn't have rheumatoid arthritis. She ditched 12 medications. Uh, she was the story that I, yeah, that I just yeah. shared. Um, she walks every day. So she used to love to woodwork and sew and uh-huh. she gave it up for eight years because her joints just couldn't take it. Uh-huh. Well, after we transitioned her over to good supplementation and good food, mm-hmm. she, the, the following weekend, she was sewing all weekend. She, and she called me and she was like, you're never going to believe this. I didn't have not one flare up. Oh my gosh. Oh. I can sew like, this is amazing. I made curtains. I made a new. Oh, that's cloth. wonderful. Oh, it's so, so nice that yeah. I got my mom back uh-huh. and my kids get their grandmother. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, one of my other clients that I absolutely just love this story. Um, she had fibromyalgia. Um, it was so bad. Her husband used to pick her up, take her to the bathroom, pick her back up, put her back in bed. Uh-huh. She had two little kids at home still. And she was just like, I don't know how I'm going to live my life like this. She was beginning to get really depressed. Mm-hmm. She was anxious all the time. She's like, I know my husband's going to, you know, he's going to get tired of this. And I, how am I going to take care of my family? And yeah. just all the worry that came with it. And she had, she had had a heart attack by the time she was 35. Wow. And so just imagine, you know, all that she had lost both of her parents, like under 50 uh, from heart, heart disease. She, a friend of hers knew me and brought her to me when I was still living in California. And she, we found out she had a wheat sensitivity as well. Mm -hmm. We removed the wheat and put her on good supplementation. And mind you, her, her father-in-law was a herbalist. And so he had already had her on certain supplements, but Mm -hmm. they weren't 
quite cutting it. So right. once, once we knew what we were deficient in, we added those things a week later, she was up at the gym. Wow. And this woman runs Spartan races every year. No one would ever know she was ever bedridden wow. and had all those issues. And she's living her best life. And she's like, I fully understand how important what I put in my mouth is. The food that I eat is so important. It's about yeah. 80% of how we feel. Yeah. And I just really want to encourage people that are listening to really hear what you just said, that it's so important to understand what we're putting in our body and how it's impacting us and how it's not even just the temporary, like, Ooh, that makes my, like dairy potentially may, that may make my stomach upset temporarily. You know, it's long-term the inflammation that it's causing in your cells, in your joints, um, the buildup, like you had mentioned earlier of, you know, potentially toxicities. If you're having things that don't sit well with your system, that sometimes you don't even realize how bad you feel until you pull it out of your system. You're like, what? I actually feel like a new person. And I mean, it just really goes back to that old saying, you are what you eat. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Say that. And I'm like, they're right. Yeah. Gosh, darn. I hate when my parents were right. (laughs) Absolutely. But it's such, it's such an important thing to understand again, as I'm trying to encourage women to look at life more holistically, mind, body, and spirit, you, you have to understand the impact on your mental health, on your anxiety, on your depression, on what you're fueling your body. And I would be the first one to say when you're depressed and anxious, you don't feel eating healthy. You want to go to those comfort foods. You want those French fry. I was always a French fry person. You want those French fries. You want those chips. You want the savory comfort things Um, when in reality, they're actually making you feel worse. Yeah. So I would really encourage as you're listening to really start thinking about and reflecting, you know, maybe you're not in the space where you can start taking things out but maybe you can start with just adding things in, adding in more water, adding in a fruit or a vegetable, and just maybe starting there. And hopefully as you start seeing successes, you can look at some of these deeper nutritional issues. Absolutely. Okay. Dina, tell me as people are listening, Mm -hmm. what is a piece of advice you can give for them on where to even get started? Cause like we just talked about, it can be overwhelming when you hear all the things. Now you're not supposed to have gluten, do- uh, soy or corn. And then I always say dairy, cause a lot of people have yeah. dairy sensitivities. Um, but that's overwhelming. Like, okay, now what do I eat? There's nothing I can eat anymore. What would you, how would you encourage that person as they're listening, where to get started? Like how, how does that journey look? Yeah. I like to start with, you know, kind of how you were just saying, adding in before mm-hmm. subtracting. That sometimes is a lot easier for a lot of people. And so maybe adding a green smoothie every morning Mm -hmm. to your daily routine will help your bowels move. It'll help you energy. It'll help you focus more clearly. It'll give you the nutrients that your body needs. And it's already broken down into uh, really small particles. And yeah. sorry, you've got like yeah, two big her little, her little puppy excited to join. <laughs> They're like going crazy right now. Love and it. so I really do feel like adding that in, uh, I have a friend that like never ate vegetables her whole life. And she was 47 years old and she was diagnosed with cancer. And one of the things that she did to change was adding in that smoothie. Her uh-huh. blood pressure went down. She lost weight. She, yeah. she felt so much better just having that green smoothie. And then also to always pairing your carbs with protein. 
never eating your carbs by themselves. I really do feel like, you know, because protein determines where you're going to store your fat. If you're going to store it at all, who Mm -hmm. wants to store more fat? Yeah. Not me. (laughs) So you're going to do anything at all, add your protein with your carbs, and that's going to help slow down that insulin resistance and, Mm -hmm. you know, hypoglycemia and all that stuff that comes with blood sugar imbalance. And yeah. What are your favorite things to recommend for people for protein? Um, I like nuts and seeds and I am mm-hmm. a big, um, like, I don't believe a lot of the mainstream stuff that's out there. I feel like it's got an agenda sometimes behind it, you know, uh-huh. where nuts and seeds, yes, they do have a little bit higher caloric intake, but they also contain enzymes that break themselves down. Mm-hmm. They're a live food. So I don't feel like you can overeat something that's super nutritious. Yeah. Like, who sits down and overeats a salad? You right? know what I mean? I do. Like, you eat I your do. salad and you're like, okay, I'm full. You know, yeah. you it, your hormones trigger correctly. I'm full. Yeah. I'm satisfied. That's right. what happens. Right. You know, but when you eat, you know, like a McDonald's cheeseburger, yeah, that's, I call Franken food. You're, funny. you're not, your body's not really knowing what that is. And it's like, yeah, I'm still hungry because you just fed me. I don't know. Mystery plastic, something. Don't know, whatever. <laughs> Mystery. Yeah. I do really think that, you know, adding those together really helps. Perfect. Cool. Okay. This has been fantastic. I hope it's really given you guys something to think about and something to contemplate on. We're going to wrap up with my last favorite question. Dina, what is your favorite form of self-care? I love this question. And I love all forms of self self-care because I used to believe that I was not worth uh-huh. having self-care as a young mom with young kids. You really feel like you're being selfish when yes. you take the time for yourself. But I realized that's not the case. Yep. I was far more grumpy yep. and I used to feel like an ogre all the time. Mm-hmm. Because I never had time to myself to do anything. Well, now that my kids are a little bit older, it's a lot easier to let's go get our toes done and have a, you know, a mani-pedi or let's go get a massage together. You know, so I'm also teaching them that they deserve to have time to pamper themselves too. So yeah, it's a, it's a a gift and it's also a nice lesson for them and for me. (laughs) Absolutely. I love Reiki massage, floating. Uh, my friend has a harmonic egg. I love that. Oh it's yeah. Yeah. Meditating. So All cool. Okay. I love it. I think you hit the nail on the head there. We have got to let go of the mom guilt. Yes. We've got to stop thinking that when we take care of ourselves, it's instead of our children. It's not instead it's we're doing it for our children because yes. you can't pour from an empty cup. Correct. You have to fill your cup first, and then you have the ability to pour and not only just pour, but thrive Mm -hmm. in situations, in motherhood, in with your spouse, in that relationship, in, you know, in society, in community, all of those things. And I love the fact that you clarified very easily that the guilt, that feeling bad that you're taking time away, like, no, you are not only worth it, it, it's absolutely necessary. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Dina, thank you so much for coming on today. I really enjoyed this conversation. Guys, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Have a great day. Thanks.